Amen. Amen. Let's give our Lord a big hand. Let's give our Lord a big hand. Amen. Amen. Say, Jesus. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Rock Church. How y'all doing today? Very good, very good. I want to say welcome to and happy Easter to all the people in East County, North County, uh, all our microsites in Coronado and all around the world, and also San Isidro. Let's give all those people a big hand out there. God bless you. Happy Easter, happy Easter. And we want to uh, give a special welcome to all our visitors. My name is Miles, the pastor of The Rock. And if you're a visitor, just in all our campuses, just raise your hand and we can give them a welcome. God bless you. God welcome. God bless all of you. God bless you. Well, today is the most important day in the history of humankind because uh, we have available to us an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus Christ because a Savior has risen. Uh, it is very important, especially if you do not know Christ as your Savior and you're trying to understand what life's about and wondering about life after death, it is very important that you do not put your trust in anything that is not alive or anyone that is still dead. The thing about we have here in Christianity is that our Savior is alive and you're praying to someone who actually can answer your prayer and someone who actually conquered death, which is something we all hope to do. I've done many funerals and uh, I haven't ever been to a funeral where the, the family of the person who died didn't think they were someplace else. Uh, usually in a better place. Every now and then you get kind of like, well, Uncle Jim was kind of a rolling stone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, but being in another place is for sure. That's, there's somewhere. Uh, and, and we have hope in Jesus Christ that there's some places in heaven. Amen? Amen. Uh, if you can take your bulletin out, I want to show you something before we start. Just take your bulletin out real quick. And this is going to be true every Sunday, every service we ever have. <clears throat> If you look on the very back, there is a gospel presentation on the very back. And at the very end of that gospel presentation uh, is a phone number. And if you accept Christ any time during the service, uh, if you accept Christ any time during the week, we would like you to text us that number and let us know so we can respond to you and follow up with you. And so it's 24 hours a day. If you pray with somebody, your friend and family, we are available 24 hours to respond to that, that text. We'll, you'll automatically get something from us to help you in your journey. Uh, so if you don't talk to somebody here today or some, somehow during the week you say, you know, I want Christ, and you pray this prayer, you can text us and we want to respond to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Just want to make that available to you. Hey, let's get our communion cups out. First thing we're going to do today is take communion. If you do not have a communion cup, just raise your hand, lift your hand up real high. Just lift your hand up high. God bless y'all. Right before Jesus was arrested, he was at the Last Supper with his disciples. And he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body that was broken for you. And during the Last Supper, he was telling them, I want you to do this in remembrance of me. When you think of me, I want you to break this bread and eat it, and I want you to take this juice and eat it. Actually, it was wine at the time. And that supper was commemorating what was getting ready to happen. His physical body was going to be broken, as we're going to talk about in a minute. His blood was going to be uh, shed for our sin. And he said, I want you to do this when you think of me. 
for a couple of reasons. One, I want you to remember what I did for you. The Bible says there's no greater love than a man can have for another man than to die for his friend. I'm dying for you. So I want you to remember that. I also want you to remember if you follow me, you need to die to yourself. You need to say no to yourself. Saying yes to Jesus means saying no to you. It means I'm not doing what I want, I'm going to do what he wants. And it also means that when you walk with me, it's going to be a life of self-denial. We live in a do-it-my-way type of world. I want to have it my way, Burger King kind of world. Have things your way when you want it, when in actual, actual, actuality we live in a Home Depot kind of world. You can do it and God can help. <laughs> God says, no, no, you're going to do it my way. And so when we take communion, we are acknowledging that Jesus died for our sin, and also we have to die for him. Now, if you do not have Christ as your Savior, you do not want to take communion. Because when you do that, what you're saying to God is, God, I acknowledge that you died for me, but I reject you. But I still acknowledge that you died for me. You don't want to do that. Because you are basically telling God, I'm putting it in your face. I'm going to reject what I know happened, but I'm still going to fake it. So if you do not have Christ in your life, what we want to do is give you an opportunity right now to ask Christ to be your Savior before you take communion. Now, if you're not ready, just don't take communion. That's fine. We'll give you another opportunity about 20 minutes to ask Christ in your, in your heart. <laughs> but, but if you still need time to wait and think about it, that is perfectly fine. You don't want to take this if you haven't asked Christ to be your Savior. So right now I'm going to ask you all, in a minute we're going to ask, we're going to ask you to ask Christ to be your Savior and give you the opportunity to pray. So right now I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, thank you so much for salvation. Thank you so much for your love for us. And Lord, we pray right now that people who don't know you would give you an opportunity to be their savior. If you realize that you are a sinner, you believe that Jesus died for your sin and rose from dead, and you would like to ask him to be your savior right now before we take communion, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I believe that I'm a sinner. I believe the penalty of my sin is death. But I believe Jesus loves me, that he died on the cross for my sin and rose from the dead. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Come live in my heart and be my savior. As the eyes are closed and the heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer just now, you said, you know, I just asked Jesus to be my savior. Just slip your hand up real high and we can see you and, and, and pray for you. God bless you. Real high, real high. God bless you. 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 We see you all over the room. God bless you. Very good. You can put your hands down. Lord, thank you so much for those people. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, why don't we just say praise the Lord for all those people. Say praise the Lord. Um, here's what I want to tell you. A lot of y'all have accepted Christ before. I want you to just realize what happened, that people walked in here ready to give their life to Christ before they heard a sermon. You have people in your life that are waiting for you to ask them. You have people in your life waiting for you to ask them. Amen. Let's open this. Take the bread out. Jesus took the bread and broke it and said, this is my body. Take and eat. Lord, we thank you that your physical body, we thank you that you surrendered your physical body to be crucified for our sin. In Jesus' name, amen.
Bible says without bloodshed, there's no forgiveness of sin. In the Old Testament, they would shed the blood of animals. But because animal blood is sinful and not sufficient and not holy, they had to do it over and over and over again. Jesus' blood was sinless. Therefore, there's no more need for sacrifice. And once you are forgiven, you are indeed forgiven. And the Bible says he remembers your sin no more. This is the blood of the new covenant. The old covenant, they had to kill animals. The new covenant, they killed the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for dying for us. We thank you for shedding your blood for us. And we take this communion acknowledging that we know that and that you have cleansed us of our sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Happy Easter, happy Easter, happy Easter, amen. Let's, t- let's get our Bibles out. If you're a visitor, we take our Bibles and we lift them and say word on the count of three. So lift your Bibles up. On three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Very good. Let's turn to Luke 24. Luke. Luke 24. Matthew, Mark, I mean, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We have been studying how to share your faith and your Christian witness, your Christian testimony has three parts. It has the part before Christ, which we call the I was. Everyone say I was. Then the part when we meet Christ, the then Jesus, say then Jesus. And then the part after Christ, say since then. Very simple. The I was is I was lost. Then I found Jesus and gave my life to him, which is the cross. And since then, I've been walking with him and he's been working on me. But I'm a lifelong project. Can I get amen? Jesus' testimony is the same way. There was a I was or Jesus was period in his life. And in your notes, it says that Jesus was sent to preach the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, the Bible says in in Luke chapter 4 verse 43, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities Because for this purpose I have been sent. Jesus came to reveal and demonstrate and declare that there's another kingdom. That after we die, we have an opportunity to live in that kingdom or be separated from that kingdom. The Bible calls that hell. You don't want to go there. So he said there's another kingdom. I just came from there. I'm going to demonstrate the power of that kingdom. He healed the blind, the deaf, the mute, the raised the dead, cast out demons, walked on water, spoke to weather. And he says, if, if these miracles are done by the finger of God, the kingdom is here. That was the I was for Jesus. And then it was the cross. Mark 10, 45 says, I've come to, to seek and save the lost. I've come to, as a servant to give my life as a ransom for many. Matthew, Mark 10, 10, 45. So Jesus, before the cross and then at the cross, he gave his life for us. And at the cross, he paid the price for our sin. He was beat. He had his beard pulled out. Thorns pushed in his head, his back whipped 39 times with nine leather straps. He was betrayed by a disciple, denied by another disciple. The same crowd that said, Hosanna in the highest, said, crucify him a week later. So people are for him one day, against him another day. The religious leaders plotted to find liars to create false testimonies so they could put him to death. 
And he went through all that pain and he died on the cross as they nailed his hands and his feet to the cross. And he hung there for six hours as his heart burst in his chest and he died. So the I was for Jesus was he came to preach and then he experienced the cross and died for our sin. Now, we're all going to die. So his death on the cross was most significant because of what happened next. He rose from the dead. Amen. They took him off the cross. Right before, by the way, before he died, he says, if you kill me, I'm going to get up in three days. Whatever. But, the, but the, <laughs> that's what they said outwardly, but they said, but what if it's true? So what they did is they put him in the tomb, put the rock in front of the tomb. They sealed the tomb. And then they, the, uh, the religious leaders convinced Pilate to put soldiers, Navy SEALs, their highest trained soldiers. They didn't have a Navy, but they, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Our clip of the Navy SEALs, which are the baddest brothers we got in our country, amen. And, and, and they put the Navy SEALs in front of the tomb, the Roman soldiers, the highest trained military fighting warriors in the world at the time. They put them in front of the tomb to guard the tomb lest the disciples would come, little fishermen, and come <laughs> beat them up and take the body. <laughs> Unfortunately, those soldiers couldn't hold back two angels, or one angel for that matter, or even the thought of an angel. Get back, and they all fell over dead. <laughs> and that's where we're going to pick up the story because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and he was going to rise no matter what you say. You know that if God wants to do something, you can't stop him? Do you know if God is for you, no one can be against you? That's a fact. If God is for you, people in the tent, if God is for you, no one can be against you. If people are sitting in the tent in, in East County, if God is for you, no one can be against you. People sitting in San Ysidro, East County Sanctuary, North County Sanctuary, online, Coronado, all the microsites, on everybody, all the military across the world. If God is for you, no one can be against you. They can put soldiers all around you. If God wants to get to you, he's going to get to you. And so what happened was Jesus rose from the dead. And as he's walking, he walked around for 40 days, by the way, and showed himself to a bunch of people so the word would get out. He showed himself to these two guys on the road to Emmaus. And as they're talking to him, they don't know it's Jesus. Then they start eating some food and their eyes are open and they go, oh, snap, it's really you. And then he's gone. <laughs> and so they go and tell the 11 disciples. And they're going to have a conversation with the disciples and then something's going to happen. Let's read the story. Chapter 24, verse 33. After these men spoke with Jesus, it says in verse 33, they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, the Lord is risen, indeed he has appeared to Simon. And they told, and they told about the things that had happened on the road while they were walking with Jesus and how Jesus was known to them by the breaking of bread. And as these things, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in their midst. Now, there's a couple of things in here to me that are hilarious. Uh, obviously, we have to uh, accept the fact that Jesus was funny. <laughs> you may not see him in it because you may read the Bible like with a King James mindset, and the Lord said, that, that may be the mindset you read. You have to read it, just read it. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to show you another side of what's going on. They're in there hearing the disciples are in there, what are we going to do? Out there, our Savior's dead. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And these guys come and say, hey, we saw him. He's alive. Nah, he ain't not. No, for reals, we saw him. And then the Bible says that he just showed up. Now, it's not like he went, hey, can I come in the house? No, he just kind of right through the wall and just was there. 
<laughs> That's cool. When, you know, remember when you're a little kid and, you, and, and, and your father or somebody would scare you? Bah! He was just be like, someone was in a place you didn't expect them to be and they scared you? That's like this. All of a sudden, everybody's talking and all of a sudden, he's just, he's just there. And it says, he said to them, what's going on? He didn't say, you know, I have risen and the Lord is here. He didn't say that. He just went, what's happening? I mean, I know it says peace to you, but that's the translation from the original. I'm just telling you really what it really means. Because the Bible wasn't written in English. So they got to, you know, there's all different ways of saying it. Okay, pasta, what's happening? Yo, what's up? It's all the same thing, okay? It's just that the brother wrote this, wrote peace to you. It's the same thing. You say, yo, what's up? Or if, you, if you're walking down the street or driving a car, you do this to somebody. What does that mean? Peace to you. So Jesus could have walked in the house and went. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? No matter. It's just the, here's the point. The point is he was not there and then he was there. And then he said, hello. They were terrified and frightened. And suppose they had seented a spirit. Seented. That's past for seen. Uh, next week is our, we're going to celebrate our 15 year anniversary. And it is also, uh, amen, amen. It is also the 31st anniversary of when I got committed my life to the Lord, recommitted my life to the Lord. But when I first got saved, I seented a spirit. Jesus, for real, for real. I was laying in a bed and he appeared in the room and I was frozen. This is a very terrifying thing because it is not, unless you've seen a spirit, you've never seen a spirit. And it's like nothing you've ever seen. And so the Bible says they were terrified and tripping. Here's, here's the, 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 the cool thing about slang or the cool thing, the purpose for slang is to be very accurate. <laughs> That's, slang just kind of, you know, you're frightened. No, I was tripping. <laughs> just kind of takes it to another level. Um, verse 38, he said, why are you troubled and why do you doubt? In your notes. Jesus tells us, after he rose from the dead, believe, don't doubt. He is really alive. So many people look at Christianity, and I'm talking about people in church. Yeah, I remember he died. I know he rose from the dead, but he's kind of somewhere. You must believe he is alive, he prays for you, he knows you, he knows everything that's going on in your life. He is intimately involved and interested in everything going on in your life. Do not doubt that. Do not doubt that he hears your prayers, he hears your prayers. Do not doubt that he's communicating to you. We just got to keep listening and maybe listen differently to hear him more clearly. Do not doubt that he's very interested in helping you 
Get along in your relationship with him. And if you don't know him, do not doubt that he loves you and wants a relationship with you. He loves you very much. Do not doubt that. I have never met a person that didn't believe that a man named Jesus lived because it's a historical fact that a man named Jesus lived and did a miraculous things. Do not doubt that he is alive, that they did crucify him, they did kill him, they did deny him, they did beat him, they did murder him, but he rose from the dead. Because if you go to Jerusalem, to now, Jerusalem today, there is not one person that can point to you where his body is. So he's alive. And he's not just up in heaven somewhere. He is right here. Because if a brother can rise from the dead, I'm not putting anything past him. <laughs> Besides the fact the Bible says that God is everywhere, knows everything, can do anything. And my encouragement to you is not to be like the disciples and think, well, it's over. No, he really is alive. And then look what Jesus says. It says in verse 39, behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. Now, this next part, which is really not part of my lesson plan, is hilarious to me. It's just for me. It may not be funny to you. But while they're doing this, now remember they're scared, they're terrified, right? They're tripping. Say tripping. So they're like, <laughs> he's like, yo, yo, check out my hands. Oh, okay. That, while that's happening, all 11 of them are tripping. All 11 are tripping, right? Yes? Okay. They're going, hey, 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 look at each other. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, it feels like the nail. And he's like, check it out, check it out, check it out, check out my feet. Boom, check it out. Bam, you, know, you didn't doubt me, okay. <laughs> and then it says, while they still, verse 41, while they still did not believe for joy, for joy, and they marveled, they're like, what's going on? He said, uh, y'all got any food? <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is like random. This is like, why, food? It's over there. It's like, he's tripping. He's hungry now. He said, I guess he, he's been in the tomb for three days. I guess he's hungry. <laughs> so random. So they gave him some fish and honeycomb. Okay. You know, there's gonna, uh, when you die, you're going to get a new body? All the people who go, who cheer, how many of y'all ready for your new body? Those are all the people over 30. Young people are like, all right, what's wrong with my body? It works fine. <laughs> I look good. <laughs> when you get old, your body will fail you. Your, your own body will reject and rebel against you. <laughs> so you and your new body, there's going to be a banquet in heaven. Matter of fact, there's going to be a wedding. There's going to be a wedding. A wedding in heaven. Between the bride the church, and Jesus. And it's going to be a banquet. I, I, I stayed at the Del Coronado one time. I got a coupon to stay there. <laughs> it's a true story. I got a coupon, so I went up, you know, went to the thing, and got a coupon. And um, I went to eat breakfast. And I, I, I like buffets, but that buffet was like $90. <laughs> I said, there's no way I can eat $90 of food. And my wife eat another, my wife can, my wife's going to have like one egg. I'm going to pay $90 for that egg. <laughs> so we just got like, you know, a la carte. We just, just give me a, a biscuit. It was like $17. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> but I did walk through the buffet and smell everything. <laughs> Not like that kind of smell, just kind of like ambiance smell. And if there is such a term. But you know, in heaven, it's going to be a banquet. It's going to be off the chain. <laughs> You're going to have a new body. 
Jesus says, um, give me some food. And look what it says next. It says in verse 44, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. He opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Verse 44, it says, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. First he told us, believe, don't doubt. Then he said, share the good news, don't be silent. Tell people what happened. It is so important that you don't feel like you have to convince people to make a decision. Just tell them what happened. How many of you, by show of hands, when I say show of hands, I want you to, if you're going to raise your hand, you want to put your elbow above your ear. <laughs> Not the T-Rex. <laughs> this. <laughs> How many of you, by a show of hands, have somebody in your life you know needs God? Tell them. Look what it says. Verse 46. It is written, and it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, that repentance and remission should be preached, for, repentance and forgiveness of sin should be preached in his names to everybody. In other words, I died and rose from the dead. Now I want you to go tell people. Well, what does that sound like? It's so simple. It's like this. Remember your testimony? I was, then Jesus. Since then, I was. Hey, you know what? This is, this is you and your friend. You and your friend. <laughs> like your friend. You guys talk about everything, right? Hey, uh, uh, can I tell you a story? Yeah, what, what, what are you tripping for? Just tell me. Uh. You know, before I met Christ, my life was jacked up. You don't think I know I was there. <laughs> that's when you know this is not going to be hard. And that's when you know you don't have to explain a whole lot. Well, you know how messed up I was, huh? Yeah. Well, then one day I met Jesus. Now, hopefully at that time they go, I know you said that, but I haven't seen any difference in your life. That's on you. Then you could say, well, in theory, here's what happened. <laughs> Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit will still work in their heart. I realized that there was a penalty for my sin that I was going to die, and I was already dying. My life was a mess. And I gave my life to Jesus, and I asked him to forgive me. And he did. And since then, I've been learning how to be like him. You can say that now. That's what he's saying. Tell people. I didn't die on the cross so you can get a cross tattoo on your chest. Or wear a little cross around your neck or earring or a bracelet. That is actually an offense to God if you don't give your life to Christ. Because what you're telling God is, yeah, you died. Too bad for you. That's what you're saying. Now, in your heart, you may be saying, oh, yeah, Jesus is my homeboy. He's not my savior, but he's my homeboy. There is no classification, homeboy, savior. It's either he's your judge or your savior. There is no homeboy classification. And so you want to make sure for your friend's sake. 
that you tell them what happened. And all you have to do, this is as simple as it is. Hey, uh, my life was jacked up. You know how life, my, messed up my life was. I was doing this. I was doing that. I was empty. And then I gave my life to Christ and he forgave me. And I'm on this journey now where that stuff is out of my life slowly but surely. That's 20 seconds. And then, it, then you could say, uh, would you like to pray the prayer I did? And they go, uh, okay. <laughs> then what do you do? Right here in the back. Turn to the back. You pray that prayer with them, which we're going to do here in about three minutes. And you're going to have an opportunity to give your life to Jesus right now. Amen. Okay, before I get to that, let me get to my last point. The last thing he told them, just hold that piece of paper. The last thing he told them was wait for the Holy Spirit. Just hold that piece of paper. In Luke chapter, 49, chapter, chapter 24, verse 48, it says, You are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. The Holy Spirit has already been sent. Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit is available. But as you share your faith, all you have to do is say what happened and ask people, do they want Christ to be their Savior? And here, it's a very simple prayer. By the way, the prayer to ask people to be, to, for Christ to be their Savior is not a magical prayer. It's just a guide on how to say yes to God. If you simply say, look, I don't remember the prayer, I just... I just know how to repent and just tell Jesus you love him and you want him to forgive you and you give your life to him. Guess what? That is good enough. God will say, I can buy that. I can take that. And whoo, the Holy Spirit is going to come live in your heart, forgive you of your sin. And what Easter is all about is a whole new start in life. Because when Jesus rose from the dead, one of the things he was demonstrating was life after death. You do not want to pray to someone who's still dead. That's just, dang, right? They're dead. <laughs> they can't hear you. They can't respond to you. They can't do anything for you. They're dead. Jesus is alive. So right now, in a minute, we're going to pray. And I just want you to look at this for a minute because I want to show you something. This is, this is going to be here all the time. You can take this home. You can read this with your friends. You can read it for yourself. And at the end, if you pray the prayer, you can text us that number at any time you want. But right now, we're going to pray this prayer. And there's some of you in here who on Easter, 215, are going to say, I want Jesus to be my Savior. So right now, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Lord, I thank you so much for everybody here. I thank you so much for everybody in East County, North County, sitting in the tents, in San Isidro, watching online, in Coronado and all around the world. And I thank you that you rose from the dead, that you didn't stay in the grave, that by rising from the dead you set yourself apart from every other so-called savior and prophet and religious leader. If you realize that you're a sinner and you realize that Jesus died for your sin and rose from the dead and you would like him to forgive you today, I want you to pray this prayer with me. But I also want to 
challenge and encourage all the people who already prayed 25 minutes ago. I want you to pray this prayer with me again. It's a simple prayer of asking Christ to forgive you, acknowledging that he died for you and rose from the dead, and asking him to take over your life. In the privacy of your heart, just pray this prayer by faith. Pray, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know the penalty of my sin is death. But I believe Jesus is the Lord, that he died and rose from the dead. Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. Come live in my heart and be my Savior. I surrender my life to you. If you prayed that prayer in any of our campuses, any of our microsites, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. And by standing, you are acknowledging, yes, I am giving my life to Christ. By standing, you are also symbolically rising from your old life. It's a type of resurrection. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before man, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my Father. Walking with Christ is something we do in public. So I want to ask you to stand. It's something that you should be proud to do. And we want to encourage you. So on all of our campuses, and by the way, there will be people in all the campuses ready to pray for you when I ask you to stand. So there will be people there ready to receive you. So right now, if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, yes, Lord, please forgive me of my sin. I surrender my life to you. On the count of three, I want you to stand to your feet. One, two, three. Just stand to your feet and acknowledge his forgiveness. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing as well. God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. God bless you. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. 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 Anybody else? Stand to your feet. God bless you. Stay standing. Now in a minute. In a minute, I'm going to ask all the people who are standing to come forward. If you're in the balcony, all you have to do is turn around and walk up, and the ushers will bring you down. And while they're doing that, we want to cheer for them. All the people in the tent, there are people there who are going to receive you as well. You can go forward there in the tent. So right now, if you're standing up, just come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down.
Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Amen. The, um, the most important thing you all need to remember. Yes, sir. God bless you, sir. God bless you, sir. <laughs> God bless you. The most, the most important thing you need to remember is that Jesus is alive. This is not some religious belief in some organization or institution. It's a relationship. Everyone say relationship. It's a relation, the best relationship you ever have because he will never leave you or forsake you. He's always with you 24-7 and can do anything he wants to do. He's all powerful. There's nothing more powerful than him. Not your friends, not the culture, not the government, nobody, nothing. And he's the only one worthy of worship, worshiping. He's the only one worthy of our praise. He's the only one worthy of you praying to. Don't waste your time praying to anything else. You offend him. There's no one on his level. He's alive. Let us all remember that. And let us also remember that he went through all that pain so we could be set free, not just for ourselves, so we could share with other people. My challenge to you is that we've been doing over the last month is to go share your faith. Go tell people about it. You don't have to have a perfect. You're never going to have a perfect. It's the Holy Spirit that's perfectly communicating. You have a card in your bulletin about Gospel Central where we have testimonies of people who's tell their own story that are there for you to, to share with other people. Matter of fact, our feature testimony this week is Drew Brees, a former quarterback from the Chargers. His testimony is on it. And after every testimony is a gospel presentation. What is it, how hard is it to put it on Facebook and share it with other people? That's what we're talking about, people's lives being changed. And next week I'm going to share my testimony with you uh, uh, at length. But I was just some guy that two random people I never saw before came up to me and shared the gospel with me and I got saved. You have no idea. It's about God. It's not about you. Amen? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray for all these people. We're going to cheer them into that room. And then after they get into that room, Pastor George will dismiss us with a prayer. Amen? So don't leave until we, after Pastor George speaks and we get them in that room. Can I get amen? amen? Lord, thank you for these people. We pray you bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Amen.
As we close out our service, if uh, you responded to the message, you may have prayed that prayer to receive Jesus for the first time and, and just for whatever reason didn't feel like coming forward. We still would love to encourage you, connect with you, send you a letter from Pastor Miles, giving you some next steps, connecting you with some resources. So in your bulletin, there's this little tear-off card that says my response on it. If you'll fill that out uh, and give us your name and email address and check whichever box applies to you, we would love to follow up with you this week. Just encourage you in your new relationship with Jesus. And also, if uh, you need prayer requests for anything on the back side, it says prayer requests. And you can write some things down and drop it in the giving boxes on the way out. And our team would love to pray for you. Amen. All right, now it's time to give of our tithes and offerings to the Lord today. Let's give him a hand for giving us the opportunity to even give. You know, I was thinking about this. When I fell in love with my wife, Nanette, uh, all of a sudden I just wanted to start buying her flowers. I didn't know why. I just wanted to start, you know, buying her jewelry and things like that. And it was just an expression of love. And that's all this moment is. It's a time for us to express our love to Jesus by returning back to him just a small portion of all that he's blessed us with. So it's never out of obligation. God doesn't want you to feel obligated to give. He wants it to come out of a heart of true love for him. And so that's what I want to invite you to do today is to give out of a heart of gratefulness, thankfulness, saying, Jesus, I love you. And it's never the amount that matters to him. It's the heart that it's given with that really matters. Uh, and so, if you, again, this is for the, the church family. If you're a visitor today, don't want you to feel obligated to give. Those are, this is for those of us that the rocks are home. And we want to continue to celebrate souls coming to know Jesus Christ. Amen? All right, so if you got your offering, take that out. Let's pray over it. The giving boxes are going to be on every exit on your way out. You can also text to give. If that's more convenient for us, if you're joining us online, you can just click that give button and join us in this moment of just expressing our love back to Jesus. So let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the dead. Thank you for the, the hundreds of people that are going to come to know you as Lord and Savior today. They're going to get their sins forgiven. Thank you for letting us be a part of that glorious work that we can be a part of something significant and eternal. We're grateful and we give cheerfully, thankfully to you out of a heart of love. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our pastoral support team is down front, also in the prayer tent, in the cafeteria if you need prayer for anything. We love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week.